MotorCityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, Disc Jam lover, Jazzy Fiddle! (sighs) Soak in the glory from all my fans. (laughs) (laughs) All 7.7 of them. (laughs) Uh, we would also like to welcome Deadite Knight and Cable2KX, producers of the Games Old Podcast. What up, dude? And then our lovely guest. You don't get to say anything. Get out of here. Go ahead, Deadite. And our lovely guest. I am a top eight player in Disc Jam in the entire world at this moment no, right now. No, you're 7.8. <laughs> <laughs> so technically you are, but really you're dead last. I am Disc Jam. You're dead last in our hearts. Uh, we would like to welcome a guest, a return from the past, a myth, a legend, once from the bit by eight bit land. Woo! <laughs> That's right, my ex co-host and soon to be ex friend. Shots, that's me, bitches. <laughs> we didn't even invite him. He just showed up at the studio today. Like I'm gonna be on the show. Oh yeah. Chops is here. Feel the power. I feel the fan base just plummeting right now. Is this a Legend of Retro plan? You came on to sabotage us? What show? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. If you're going to talk like Macho Man the whole show, I'll talk like Ultimate Warrior the whole show. Oh, yeah. And then we feel the power of the games that are rushing through our bodies. Slim Jim, all the warriors are with me eternally here on this podcast. <laughs> welcome to the welcome to episode one hundred and eighty of the Gamezilla podcast. Oh my god! We'd like to thank our sponsor before we lose them. Dead Eye, take it away. Okay, after I'm done thumb wrestling, <laughs> let me get it in to what's happening at DetroitBeardCollective.com. It is the greatest place in the known universe for buying facial hair care products. Wouldn't you agree, Chops? I would totally agree. It's actually also the best place to buy beard products in the not known universe. The unexplored terrestri- uh, extraterrestrial world. Yes. So log on to DetroitBeardCollective.com. Order yourself a beard crate. Get all the <laughs> all the beard care products mm-hmm. that you need. That's right. Get your beard shampoo to keep it clean. Yep. Get your beard elixir to keep everything feeling smooth. Get all the oils that you need in there to keep it healthy. 100%. Get your beard so nice that it's totally comfortable for another bearded man who uses these same products to embrace you in the arms while you're podcasting. That's absolutely correct. And in not fact, have any issues touching your face. These products will make your beard so nice that in 10 years from now, it'll actually come off your face and become an actual own beard being. Yes, it will become... <laughs> and then it's going to be your best friend. A sentient beard being. And then you'll being. grow another one, and then another 10 years from there, it'll have a sibling. 
Yeah, and then you'll have your own little beard family. It's <laughs> true. Like little Wookiees. So log on to DetroitBeardCollective.com <laughs> and use checkout code MCGAMING to save 20% orders, $25 or more. That's the checkout code MCGAMING to save because you'll need to save all your money because it costs a lot of money to take care of your little bearded offspring family from DetroitBeardCollective.com and everyone here at GameZilla. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jazzy, uh, you have to live up to this. Why don't you tell people <laughs> how they can influence this show and other things and other shit? <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> you, you know, can- I can take this one if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you can influence this podcast and get early access to all GameZilla products by supporting us on patreon.com slash GameZilla podcast. And we will use your patronage to buy things like. Better security so this guy can't show up in the studio anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Patreon, uh, if you enjoyed the pre-show today, like uh, watching Jazz Fiddle face off against Cable2KX and some Fortnite, patrons voted on that, and we have Fight Club every month. So uh, this November, we'll be adding some more games, some new contestants, and if you're a patron, you get to uh, you get to choose who enters the battle arena. <sighs> okay, well, um, after all that interesting stuff, we need to get into Team Talk. All right. Can I get a little music? There it is. How's everybody doing? I'll tell you what we haven't done. We haven't done this before. Okay, well, how the hell you been? What's new on Team Talk, buddy? What's new? Are we live? Go! <laughs> Go! Are we live? What are you talking about? Oh, um, I've been playing some League. Looks crank <laughs> is the shit. I'm going to say that again. Um, You've never said it before. This is the first time we've ever heard this. No, I've been saying in Discord a lot. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, so you're obsessed with Blitzcrank. You've been playing a little Assassin's Creed, and uh, and you and you bailed on WWE. No, I still play WWE. You don't play it. I'm trying to get everyone up to 99 so I can do my my little idea, so everyone's fair and is even across the board. Since there will be no player versus. So basically, player. when 2K19 comes out, we'll be there. No, because I'm at 70 now, so it shouldn't take me that much longer. To okay. Well, anyways. Uh, Blitzcrank. We played. We played a little bit of Blitzcrank. I, I received a text message from Cable that said something like, "I have a problem." And there was a picture of Blitzcrank, and I was like, "No, this looks good." And he's like, "No, it's a problem." I'm like, "You're right. This looks great." And then I signed in to play the match with him, and he loaded in with a skin on already. And I'm like, "Wait a minute." It's the default. Skin. I was like, "Wait a minute." I think you actually do have a problem. No, it's the default skin. He doesn't. <laughs> he's turning have into me, on. Jazzy. He's the, turning into me. Is it the definitely not Blitzcrank skin? No, it's the um, it's like the steampunk one with the red punching gloves. He don't have. That's default. That's not default. That's not, he's, no, that's he not likes the punch skin. He's bright yellow when he's default, and you were he gray. Is yellow. You were gray. You were silver gray with red punching gloves. What is that one called? Piltover Customs Blitzcrank? I don't know. But all I know is that he's buying skins now. It's getting it's getting dangerous. But anyways. I may or may not have a skin where he's a car. (laughs) That's the Piltover Customs Blitzcrank. Two skins for him? All right, Jazzy Fiddle. How's your week been? What's new? Uh, I've been playing League. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And League. Mm-hmm. And lots of League. It's about time you came back. We've all been wondering where you've been. Um, I took a journey through time, through time, hoping that I could pull TSM back into the world championship. Doesn't work. It didn't work. So I just decided, Hey, I'll play league. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. Chops, the guest, the star of the hour. What's uh, new with you, buddy? What have you been uh, up to? Well, I've been playing a lot of Mario Rabbids, mm. okay. which is thanks to everyone here. Yep. So thank you. You're thank welcome. you, everyone. You're welcome. And Sky Force. A ton of Sky Force. I just beat the last stage and unlocked Nightmare Mode for each level. So now I'm going to go through and try to beat him on Nightmare Mode. Good for you. It's a great game. It's so much fun. Yeah. They should have thousands of games out like that. I played Skyforce. Um, I, don't, I don't know how I, st- I stumbled upon it on my Vita, I think. And I, yeah, it's, yeah, it's for all three. Yeah, but that's I originally found it on Vita and just played a ton of it on that and the PS4, and then they just made it uh, as a PlayStation Plus game. So that's why everybody all of a sudden is jumping on board with the Skyforce game. It's so good. Yeah. It, it's so it was so good that I, I, I beat everything. I got into the nightmare mode as well. I didn't beat everything in nightmare mode, but I mean most of it actually because mm-hmm. I just couldn't stop playing it. If you like those side-scrolling, top-down, you know, shooters. they're my jam. I know you could say. All right, Deadite. Pop the pop it pop it. Ooh, that was ah, a good pop. That was a yeah. good one. Well, it's not my first time popping a can. That was a good desk pop. Desk pop. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Everyone does a desk pop. What's man? What's uh, what's new with you? Well, yeah, I'm cracking this beer out of celebration. I did something in between uh, last show and this show. We all joke that I free infrequently complete video games. I beat Metroid. High five! Woo. Happy Metroid Monday! Yeah. See, he did it this time. Yeah, it felt yeah. good. So, so I beat I beat Samus Returns. Uh, really enjoyed it, and uh, you know I think I'm gonna give it a break for a little bit before I try to start a fusion hard mode because I honestly can't uh, conceive possibly beating it on hard mode. So I I don't think I have that skill set, and also uh, my hands uh, almost fell off while I was trying to beat it. So yeah, we know that you got baby hands. Yeah, just little itty bitty carnival worker hands um <laughs> after that um you know it, it got me ready for playing some mario odyssey and i've been going uh in on that a little bit i didn't have a ton of time to game over the weekend thank you to yourself and brick bitch for the birthday gift you're welcome my wife's been enjoying my gift very much she's probably played more than me already 100 <laughs> percent. yeah we knew that was coming but i had an issue yesterday that oh i almost rage quit how do you almost rage quit on a 3d mario game but i almost did it that's sad yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we all know I'm terrible at video games. So uh, I'm 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 going to try and describe this without spoiling it. But it, when you're in the the first world, like the desert world that ooh, you're that's in, spoiling yeah. Ooh, ooh, too bad. There is, uh, as you know, as you've seen in any of the trailers, you can possess the different enemies. So there's a whole area where you have to possess the bullet bills and fly them through a maze. Oh yes, yes. I know which one you're talking about. I died at least 30 to 40 times trying to beat this because I'm terrible because the controls are awful because at once you, once you turn beyond like a 90 degree plane, like let's say you're turning to the left. Once you cross hit 90 degrees, then you have to switch to pressing down to go down instead of continuing to press left to continue to turn. Easy. It took it took me 20 times of dying to figure that out. Why would you turn to 90 degrees? You just turn like 30 or 40 degrees. You never go well, you never go all the way, man. I, I'm never, an all or nothing kind of guy. Never go full uh, <laughs> So I was I was getting so frustrated. I was like ready to be like screw it. I'm not I'm not getting this moon. I'll go find a different moon to get. And I got it. I calmed down, 
And then you know there's two moons in there, right? I got both of them. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. I got both of them. I got I, all the purple I coins. I was hoping to crush your world that you knew you'd have to go back into that into that room. No, no, <laughs> I did it. I got everything that was in there, and I moved on. But I just kept dying doing it. So Elle gets home from work, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna play." And she discovers a spot, and I was like, "Hey, uh, you know, good luck. It's pretty tough. If you need any help, like I'll help you." I am not kidding <laughs> when I tell you she got the moon on the first moon on either her second or third try. <laughs> I was like, what? How is this even possible? Because it's not difficult. I spent a half hour doing it and she does it on her second try. Because it's not difficult. It was hard for me. <laughs> Man, you've been hyping up this rage quit, and I really thought it was going to be something good. And then when you tell me it's this room, man. It's that he's bad. <laughs> Come on. It was, uh, I clearly, the problem was, is I got really upset, and then I found out it wasn't hard at all. It was, it was super defeating to watch my wife just run through it like she didn't even have to try. Yeah, well that's because she's a better gamer than you are. Yeah, it's cuz she is superior to you. Her brain and hands work. I don't. I'm yeah. a barely functioning adult. You're sitting there trying to do 360s. <laughs> I'm trying to spin in donuts like woohoo. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I'm a bullet bill. Look at me. All the wall I'm dead. All the wall I'm dead. <laughs> I don't know where that just, I don't know where that came from, but okay. <laughs> um yeah, that part not difficult. I'm I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad for you when the difficult parts come. Yeah. Well, as long as they don't involve flying a bullet bill, maybe I can do it. Man, I really thought for sure when you brought up that it was that it was the sand, you know, the, the desert uh, realm that you were going to tell me about the underground level where you have to run on the stone lion. Oh, I did that way easier, way easier than I did the bullet bill. And I got a little irritated with that, but it was definitely easier. Yeah. Well, I mean, once you once you like. Hold the brake button, right? You know, like you. It's hold. not even holding the brake button. It was a matter of using the brakes to turn ninety degrees at a time. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, good. I'm glad at least you got past that. So, well, other than that, you've been enjoying Mario, though, right? Absolutely, I've been having a good time. Okay, good. Other than being completely defeated as a man. Right, right. Uh, I've been playing some League uh, as well, enjoying uh, working with uh, Cable here as he builds out his support role within League of Legends, and then I've uh, been playing a ton of Mario. I think I'm sitting around 120 moons, um, and I'm enjoying it. I think it's uh, it's a fun game. It's almost, in a way, mindless. It's just it's just fun. You just kind of run around, collect, and, uh, you know, and enjoy a, a 3D Mario game that we haven't had in forever, so... I uh, yeah, I think it, it's a lot of fun. It's a must own for any Switch uh, owner, and that's basically I think all I've been playing. I don't I don't think I even turned my PlayStation on this week because of League and then Mario. I'm trying to think, um, yeah, no, that's it. Tiny Barbarian. I, I I still I still can't like even though I have Mario. Oh yeah, yeah. we played some Tiny Barbarian a couple days yeah, ago. Yeah, even though I have Mario, I still play it and we uh, we actually got to try Tiny Barbarian co-op for the first time, uh, Deadite and myself. Um local two-player co-op is a lot of fun. You you're, you both basically turn into, you know, like contra style a red barbarian and a blue barbarian and you each have a life bar. If you can get to the next, you know, screen, uh if your buddy dies, you get to the next screen, he's back up with full health. So it's it, it's a uh, it's a fun cooperative mode. It doesn't seem to be difficult, and if anything, it makes the bo- the extremely difficult boss battles um, easier because you just you have 
you know, cannon fodder and deadite, and then I can stay back and just, you know, pick them off. I did actually do a very good job in that role. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that's what we've been playing. You can always let us know what you're playing or what you're excited for coming up in the Discord. We have our free Discord. Go to MotorCityGaming.com. <sighs> I'm a defeated man, but it's a website. <laughs> And you can click on the button right on the homepage, join the MCG Discord, talk with video game, video gamers every day from around the world. All right. Jeez. That was, that was a lot. It was all Chops' fault for just having so much to say about everything. But we got a lot to get. Oh, sorry. Would you have something to say? Nope. <laughs> You, uh, <laughs> we got a lot to get into today. Uh, it is um, a big week for video games, but today we're going to stay focused and we're going to give some love to one of our favorite companies. Let's get into the news. The FBI That's has the wrong button. sent a letter to This show is a disaster. <laughs> also, the show is a disaster. <laughs> I blame Chops. I'm glad to be back. Blame Chops. I'm glad the quality lowered for me. Here's the news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Download complete. Okay, well, this time I have some news for you. Um, it is Paris Games Week. It launched starting today, and Sony came out swinging with their own presentation. We're going to cover Sony's presentation at Paris Games Week as it is the biggest news uh, out there right now. So let's get into what exactly did Sony show us today. They made a mention that this Paris Games Week was going to be different. It was going to be the part two of E3. If you liked what they did at E3, you were going to like what they did here. Part two, yeah, it was the sequel. How many months apart was that? Part two, not not a lot, but you know what? I, we we were all standing there as they as they announced that they were going to release six new games that we had not seen yet. They were going to give us updates. They were going to push the VR scene, and they did all of that. I think the presentation was quick, but but it was done well. So um, I want to go through some of these games. And talk to you guys about what you thought. Some of these are smaller, but but there was a couple big punches here, especially one that we've been wondering for a long time what this studio is doing, and now we know. So let's start with uh, with some simple stuff. We're gonna start with Concrete Genie, which was revealed coming to the PlayStation Four. You wield a magical brush to create colorful live uh, colorful living creatures in Concrete Genie. Um, this game looked really odd. At f I mean, it looks odd, but it looked really, in my opinion, dumb at first as it just looked like, okay, I'm going to paint on a wall and then, and then it animates. Oh, like Epic Mickey 2, the worst <laughs> platformer since Bubsy 3D, as I said earlier. Right. But the, the game quickly changed as you watch this trailer and you see uh, this boy creating a lot of art on these walls and they're, they're coming to life. They're interacting with him. But then he he's, keeps running into what looks like this group of bullies that are pushing him around, knocking him to the ground, and also wiping the art from the world. So you also see where where they go the art disappears and so um you start to see where 
it's a it's a puzzle based game where he's creating this art and interacting with it to cause doorways to open, to cause walls to collapse, and it, the game starts getting more and more interesting because it finally looks like it's not just a, a painting, it's not Mario Paint. So um, I don't know what, what did you think? It looked it looked pretty cool uh, for for one of these smaller games that we're gonna we're gonna start off with. Jazzy, what'd you think? I think the art style is really neat. However, the concept of a game doesn't grab me. So I think if this was like a PS Plus free game of the month, I would definitely try it. I don't know if I'm going to go out and spend the money on this title. Anybody else have anything you want to say about this game? My concern is the game is going to be not intuitive with the suite of tools you have to create. Um, if you have to dig through a bunch of menus and flip through a bunch of stuff, I'm specifically thinking like Little Big Planet. Yep, exactly. I felt any sort of creating and cu- customizing in that game was a nightmare. And if it's if it's not like straightforward and easy to use, it's not going to be fun. Yeah, that was that was my first concern. Is that any any of these create games uh, going back to Little Big Planet and all the all the hope it had? Um, it, it it is very cumbersome design option for uh, a controller you know so uh we'll see though it, it looked pretty cool yes chaps i'd like to add a couple things i'd like to hear a couple things from your mouth wow this isn't a game i would purchase and i do agree with the fact of like difficulty especially on a playstation trying to use these motions uh controls it what i like about the game it's it's a story of a, a kid overcoming adversity and bullies using something that he finds powerful within himself and spreading it and having people enjoy the message seems very strong the message is great because you there hasn't been a game like this out in a while i think on sony's side that kind of promotes a a healthier understanding of like cool video games can be an outlet i mean haven't you played hotline miami i don't it's it's a perfect it's a perfect resource for gangsters and for them to get their fix chops this sounds like a bunch of sentimental hogwash it is a bunch of sentimental and i'm not trying to have it i want I want more here. murder and crime in my video games. I don't want a positive message for the children. Well, what, Not we, the children that listen to this podcast, anyway. He plays Mario Odyssey and Dish Jam. <laughs> while, while That's why he doesn't have enough murder in his life. Yeah. While this podcast is for the children, that game is definitely for the children. I don't know. I like the idea that it's a, it's a different avenue for something that you would see at a conference for Sony to promote. That's different. I don't think, yeah. you, uh, what's another game that they've done like that? I think it's something that they're using as an image. Well, they answer. focused back on the indie scene here because they took a lot of heat back at E3 about um, feeling like they were going AAA and not not helping the indies anymore, which was a big thing for them when they launched the PS4. So this is kind of like their, their, you know, their move back to showing people, yes, we still care about the small, the small guys. Uh, following that up is the Gardens Between, which uh, Sony showcased a Captain Toad-like PS4 puzzler. Two teens explore small island worlds and use their time uh, manipulation abilities to solve puzzles. This looked another game that looked really cool. Um, if it's anything like Captain Toad, which I enjoyed Captain Toad a lot, in, in the mechanic standpoint, you you there's there's a lot of hope. But overall, I mean. This is a very particular type of game that only people that want that puzzle solving, you know, slight exploration, but real linear in in a way, um, this is all you're going to get. So for those people that are fans of those games, 
I think you you might enjoy it, but and I feel like you're already getting this from what was the game that came out? It was time travel, uh, platformer. Um, by the people who did one of your favorite games. You're uh, helping me a lot. Here. God, I'm blanking on the name of it. Oh, Metroid. No, you can like slow down time in the new Metroid. You game. like That's what rewind you're time. You're the little boy, and you're braid. like uh, braid. Braid. Yes, I feel like you're going to be getting the same experiences. It looks almost. Exactly like the style of puzzler time travel. The time manipulation, it's, sure. I don't think this is going to hit anywhere. Well, we'll see. I did like seeing another indie game, though. Yeah, so. no, it's good. All right. My next one, though, we're going. We're going to go. We're going to move that phone. There you go. We're gonna. We're gonna go for the big punches here. Okay, we're gonna. We're gonna run out here. Sucker Punch has been very quiet. We haven't seen. Uh, we haven't seen anything from them. No one. No, not a heap of what they're even potentially working on. They came out here at Paris Games Week and dropped Ghost of Tsushima. Or is it Tsushima? The T silent. Tsushima. Yeah. Tsushima. We're probably saying it all. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I listened to it on the on the stream and, and I still don't have it right. But anyways, Samurai video Samurai based video game but not fantasy from what from the trailer that we saw. Instead, this is a true-to-life feel samurai game. We didn't get to see any gameplay, but um, we are seeing a basically a narrated speech given to a samurai by a warrior that seems to be taking trying to um, you know raid his lands and. It looks beautiful. I mean, the the game looks beautiful. the 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 time spent on the I don't know real real life feel of this game versus again we've had Neo, we've had other Sam- Dynasty Warriors, we've had these games that were fun, but they were very fantasy based. This looks like it's going to be very true to the like history of the samurai, and uh. It's a very interesting direction that Sucker Punch takes because think about, you know, what they've done. They've they've been famous for, you know, they've been known for Infamous and they also made uh, Spyro. So, like, they went from, oh, no, sorry, not Spyro, um, uh, Sly, Sly Cooper. Oh. Okay. Yeah, sorry, Sly Cooper. So you go from a thieving raccoon cartoon to superhero slash supervillain you choose your you choose your way to real life samurai you know it's it's a it's interesting how sucker punch has chosen their ips uh and they've been so different each time uh the game we didn't see any gameplay but to see finally to have answers that that they are making something here it is the visuals look great, even though we don't know what engine it is. We don't know if that's you know in game. We're not you know we really don't know anything about that. But overall, I'm happy to see the SP logo finally back in the light, and I want to find out more about this game. I love the direction that they did this trailer with, where it's kind of like him talking about while you were sharpening your sword and getting ready for war, here's what I was doing, and basically tells like the backstory of the culture of the samurai. Like yeah. I'm learning your language. I'm you know figuring out where your villages are and which ones I can attack and which ones I can't, and like just showing all of the detail to like 
what a samurai does as far as detail in their yeah. like attack style. I I thought it was very interesting because it was I you know like back when they were talking about the cities or, or the and he goes I can I've I've learned which cities I can tame and which cities I should burn mm-hmm. and like it keeps going until you basically cut to this character that's talking to your samurai character. Who bas- and he's basically asking, I ask you one more time, samurai, will you surrender? And then you basically see the samurai, like, you know, apply his face gar- mask and, uh, you know. It looks like he dies. Yeah, it, it, lo- it does look like maybe it he's, looks yeah. Like maybe he is a literal ghost. Yeah, exactly. Of that war. Right. It's so spooky, I love it. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to finding out more about this, but Sucker Punch coming out here is a big, uh, that's a big, Big announcement from for yeah. Paris Weeks, uh, Paris Games Week, and Sony has never really brought the big punches like this to this show. So I'm um, hoping we get something along the lines of like a Witcher three out of this, as far as like open world, open world ish. Like I mean, Sucker Punch, that time, Sucker Punch like, does it. I mean, they've done it with Infamous. Yeah. So you know, not on the scale of Witcher three, but but still uh, decent. That's you know. gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, following that up is a game that came in the pre-show that I was super pumped to hear about, and that is Guacamelee 2. The Metroidvania-style game is coming soon. Uh, that, that was all they gave us, was coming soon to the PlayStation 4 with no word on the Vita, but they did confirm four-player co-op throughout the game, which was something they added to the first uh, Guacamelee later on in life with the championship edition, I believe they called it. But Guacamelee, I played the first one in, through its entirety. It is such a good game. The mechanics are fun. The characters are goofy. But the but the you know the tributes to uh, all the old games. You know, finding the uh, the Metroid um, different uh, Easter eggs and Legend of Zelda and. And even, yeah, I think at the time, um, Grumpy Cat was, like, super popular. There's a Grumpy Cat billboard in the game. So uh, Mario and Luigi billboard in the game. So, yeah, they, uh, they've, they've come out with the, the, next, the next chapter of this story, including fully reworked chicken mechanics. And if you haven't played this game, you get to be a chicken, and it's fun. <laughs> okay, and, and, and the, new, the new scenes they showed with chicken mechanics, awesome. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to find out when this game comes out. Guacamelee, very good Metroidvania-style game. So I'll be looking forward to some of you here uh, picking this game up so we can four-player co-op this game. Because the combo, that was a cool thing, too, is that I played this uh, single when it first came out, and then when they added the co-op, we tried it, and they built all this combo functionality into it where it wasn't just Tiny Barbarian where there's two of us on the screen jumping around shooting stuff. You could actually time things and say, you know, throw me up in the air. I'm going to suplex them because it is very, um, there is a very wrestling theme uh, to this game. So it was, it was even cooler when you added a player because you gained extra mechanics that you couldn't do by by yourself. So yeah, very cool. All right, uh, next game, Spelunky Two. Next game. Okay. Well, first of all, I know none of us have played Spelunky, I guess, but it's a bit. It's a popular game. This is the the sequel. Uh, they they show a trailer where basically you see the old character and it transitions to him having a child, and then the child kind of picking up where 
uh, his father left off, and, and it seems like his father's out of the picture, and you don't know why. Um, either A, you got to rescue him, or he's just gone. I don't know yet. We don't know yet. But it does look cool because they mentioned looking to the sky. They show Splunky 2 with a very prominent moon behind it. So I'm wondering if, you know, Spelunky is a is a dig dug, you know, underground type game. I'm wondering if we're going to be going to the moon to then go inside the moon. Yeah, because it's like a procedurally generated game, right? Like it's a different level every time, but with like specific features. I have no idea. I've and never that's played what I've, I've played it a few times, okay. and I've also watched speed runs of it. Or have you played it Steam is, Dig? Steam no, Dug no, I've, 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 I've played this a couple of okay. times. But yeah, this is very popular in the speed running community as well. Right. Um, the the 2 also has a crescent moon in it. With like a with tier. With a tier. So I think, yeah, we're Ooh, going... Should we get that tattooed on our face? We're going to outer space. A moon with a tier on our eye? I like it. All right, next. The Moon Tier Boys. Next announcement. Um, we knew this game was coming, but we got official gameplay today, and it looks amazing. Shadows of the Colossus. Uh, <laughs> yep. I knew Chops would be all about this. Not only did we get a new trailer, but then via the YouTube post from the developer and Sony, we potentially got a February 6th, 2018 release date. Again. I know what I know what Brick Bitch is getting for her birthday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the game today we got to see a Colossus come from the, the sands. We watched we watched the character riding a horse, shooting out what looked like oxygen uh, or, or sorry, like helium pouches on the belly that was giving this creature. Uh, elevation. So then it dips down and its fins are dragging in the sand. And we're like running um, to jump onto one of the fins and start the whole Colossus. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's just so pretty. And you're and I'm watching the fur on the back I of know. this beast just like moving in the wind. And you know he's grabbing the fur and climbing through it. And I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like it was a piece of art when it came out. Yeah. And this is a whole new level of how beautiful this game is. Yeah, I uh, I can't. Amazing. I played this on the PS2 uh, again on the PS3 when they released like the combo yeah. pack, and uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to play it again. Obviously, in its new uh, new form, but man, the, it it is impressive. And I'm also impressed at how if we actually get this in February of next year, like. We didn't. I didn't, we didn't even hear a whisper that this was in existence right. until E three this year, and we're going to play it in February of next year. So that's that's a good job on the developers' hands. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. It. Yeah, looks fantastic. Anybody else have anything they want to say besides? Yeah. It looks a lot Ooh. like uh, Last Guardian to me. No, you shut your you goddamn shut your mouth. You take that back. You don't mean it. <laughs> Looks a lot like the Last Guardian. Where's my back. football? Oh, you're lucky. It's kind I will of say far this. Away. I I thought the graphics and the storyline to Last Guardian were really good. I just couldn't stand the camera angles. So as long as this game oh, doesn't have like horrible camera angles, I think I'll be all right. That's their whole. That's their whole spiel. They make terrible camera angles. Well, to be fair, this Shadows of the Colossus is actually n- n- the uh, original creator. Doesn't have anything to do with this game. The camera angles are gonna be. Solid. 
<laughs> we'll see. We shall see. So so I kind of skipped the PS2 generation. Like that was a whole generation I actually played like later on is when I collected all those systems. So I never played this game. You should then at least you try. You should play this you game. So I'm pretty sure uh there there's a there's a little bit of excitement in me to to finally at least see see what the hype's about because it's like the most celebrated PlayStation 2 game. Yeah. You can't talk to someone who's a fan of the PlayStation 2 without them gushing about this game. So I'm pretty excited to see what all the hype's about. Also, Jazzy, don't compare a game that has such a following and, and, and also is announced at E3 and we're going to get it potentially in February to a game that's been in existence for over 10 years and has transitioned from a PS2 game to a PS3 game to a PS4 game and then you wonder why the camera yeah. angles suck. Oh, it also transferred to what two or three different like developers during that time too. So different, it's not. Yeah. This is all being done by one company. So, yeah, you're a terrible person. Uh, but let's <laughs> talk about something that everybody cares about: Call of Duty World War Two. Well, well, you knew Activision was going to have to have a little bit of the spotlight. Call of Duty World War II first map pack DLC revealed with a release date. It is called The Resistance, and it launches for the PS4 on January 30th. I'm not going to spend any more time on it, but there you, know, you Grim, go. The thing is, is I really like this game because it, it presents a positive image for the children. Um, it lets them know that Nazis are bad. And that, you know, you want to kill Nazis. And I just don't know if they even teach that in the schools anymore, you know? Yeah. They probably spin history what and say Nazis are good guys What happens when you're on the Nazi days. side, though? Is that, is, does that happen? Yes. Man, screw this game. I don't want to play as a Nazi. <laughs> I'm right. not PewDiePie. I know I've continued to make that joke, but it's still funny to me. <laughs> All right. That guy's I, a dick. <laughs> I want to talk about this next, this next piece, though. We, we're, we're definitely going to spend some time on Bungie also decided to have an announcement at this uh, at this show, and Destiny Two, Curse of Osiris DLC release date details, and we got to see our first trailer. If you're wondering when any significant new Destiny Two content is on the way, we found out the first DLC pack releases December fifth. I think the correct statement was, if you're waiting for any decent, exciting release news about Destiny, we'll let you know. <laughs> so, we got to see the trailer, right? And it's basically Ikora Ray talking to us about um, a, a past uh, character and something that's happening. While we were out saving the world, a gate opened up. And guess what? That gate had more of the same inside of it. So the gate doesn't even need to be a gate. But basically, we have to head to Mercury because there's a gate that has a lot of Vex in it. Vex from the past and from the future. Vex. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. But dun, 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 dun. she then goes on to tell us all about a uh, character that we've only heard rumorings of and used to play in honor of in trials, and that is Osiris, uh, a, a, a band guardian that uh, has resurfaced. And then they kind of say, will he be a friend or a foe? It's basically how they play this. So, my pro so here it is. I'm kind of let down by this whole announcement and the trailer because, A, the Vex 
look like the Vex. And just because you reskin them a little bit so that they have a light in, in a different part of their chest or on their head doesn't make them that I'm ooh shiny. Like, I don't care. It's the Vex. We've been fighting these same factions for, for almost four years now. Um, you know, a little over three years. But then the biggest thing about your DLC is Osiris. It's literally in the title. We have never seen Osiris. We have never known much about Osiris. So what do you do in the trailer? You show us Osiris! Like, you literally show him fighting and jumping and, and, and showing his face in close-up. And I was like, well, there goes that excitement of, like, trying to hunt this guy down and see him for the first time. Like, that clearly should have been something that you did not have in your trailer that would have drove me to be like, I want to see who this mystery man is. And you just gave it away in your first trailer of your DLC. I couldn't believe that they showed us that. You, the, all the, all the, the background story that Ikora Ray was telling us w worked fine. Without seeing him. He did not even need to be in the trailer and you still could have used the same exact words and it would have been fine. I, I am super bummed by this and I feel like I feel like this is the... We've talked about trailers and stuff like that. And spoilers within trailers. People avoiding the Star Wars trailer. Um, we, we brought up uh, Tr Terminator Genesis, uh, a, a movie that bombed. But in large part, the director blames the trailer for giving away the giant, the biggest twist in the movie in the, op the first trailer ever released. And I feel like this is, the next, it's, this is the next chapter in the gaming side with a game that's suffering horribly with lack of in-game content and and being able to try to add as much as they can as quick as they can and then you take this DLC and you just in my opinion you you blow a huge piece of it by showing us this character yes now i just no, wonder it's it's, it's dumb cuz cuz also so they're trying to use and i don't know if people paid attention to the story of the first game in the grimoire card form. Right, yeah, you had to go trying, read the grimoire card. They're trying to build off of, like, this hype of, like, legendary Osiris against the abominable Vex for traveling through time. If you didn't read any of the grimoire cards, you would not know anything about the Vex and what their deal is or what Osiris is. So, like, they're building off this hype that nobody read about, spoiling who he is in the trailer and expecting people to be excited about this same exact experience we've had for the last three and a half years. Yeah. There's no way that anybody who's not a new player, because a new player is going to get drawn to this because it's new to them, anybody who's stuck around isn't going to really buy into this. It's not anything But we're getting exciting. all new stuff. The Vex no. don't have a skin on them. We've never been to Mercury before with a skin on it. And uh, Osiris is the warlock version of Lord Solid. <laughs> None of that is true. Okay? All new shit. Jazz, Jazzy brings up a lot, lot of, lot of solid stuff here. I hope, I hope everyone listening to the podcast taking notes. It's also, it's also for the children um, that are, I'm not even going. This this game. I'm no, no, I'm taking away your mic. Don't try and kill my bits about things being for the children. All right. No, I am. That's my comedy. Good. Well, I um for one thought that that could have been completely erased from this presentation. This was this was the, the a low point for me in the presentation. Uh, I was excited when I found out we were getting that announcement, 
and I was excited that uh, we even got a date. But then everything else basically ruined that for me to the point where I'm like, well, I have the season pass and I'll probably, you know, check it out. But I'm, you know, disappointed because one part of it was I thought for sure they would play it off where I'm going to go on this adventure and I'm not and I'm going to see, you know, they did it with Lord Solid in a way. It was like you knew of him and, and you and you he would only appear, you know, um, for Iron Banner. And then when Rise of Iron came, you got that whole ex- next level of that character. And here I just kind of feel like they blew that right out the gate. It was like, okay, well, I guess I still don't know what he sounds like. But that'll happen in the, that'll happen in the next trailer. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like the next trailer, he'll talk. I'll be like, what well, great. Okay. I, I mean, hope he has a, a raspy uh, Batman as voice. Like, I'm Lord Osiris. <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pants. I'm actually pretty <laughs> sure that if you went to, uh, where was it? Where was he at in Destiny 1? Wasn't there, he was in trial. It was called Trials of Osiris. Yeah, but wasn't he? Didn't he stand? Isn't that where you got all your trials gear brother, from? Uh, brother or something? Or it was like yeah, a, it was. Oh, it was a different not person. Yeah. Of it. He's okay. ba- he's he's banished, so he's not allowed. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's, I'm so but he's a legend. Now, do but I? He's a legend, but he's do banished. I, do I get this as a since I bought the collector's edition for my PS4 Pro? Do I get the season pass with yeah. that? Yes. Cool. All right. I'm glad I don't have to spend extra money. Yeah, you not. Shit. Yeah, you already spent your extra money. I don't. I got a system out of it, so I don't. Uh, care. Did they say how many extra dollars is going to cost? Probably fifteen. That's what it was last time, wasn't it? Mm, fifteen. Twenty. No, it was 20. It was yeah. 20 last time. I'm not sure this is worth 15 Honestly, all their DLC Were? has been 20 or 30. Taken King was even more. Taken King was 30. It's probably yeah. 25. Yeah. I think it'll be 1999. They might not get any money out of me. Yeah. Were the leaked rumors true that they're bringing Jade Rabbit and another year one gun? I have I not, I have not confirmed this, but in our Discord, it started talking about it that Jade Rabbit and Telesto were two exotics coming back. And if that is true, I will have to confirm it still, or somebody over there with a uh, computer or something, Jazzy Fiddle, okay. can look into this a little bit Looking more. Because if that's the case, I have bitched since I found out that I can bring nothing over from Destiny 1. And I basically even made the rule that, you know you what? You knew this was coming. I did. You I did. Shut up. You but, should know better. But listen, I said... You should just let me bring one item. Make nope. make a guardian nope. choose. Nope. Make a guardian choose out of his entire library. He gets to bring one item with him. The gun that was on his back when the city got raided. That's what you get to keep. Would have been perfect. And instead, you said, no, you're not going to get anything. But don't worry, because by the first DLC after we launch two, we're going to reintroduce the Jade fucking Rabbit. Oh my god, I'm like, I'm so, like, and watch it be like, it'll be a... They're Easter eggs because the two guns that Osiris uses in the trailer are the Jade Rabbit rifle and the Telestial Fusion rifle. Yeah, but that's like past, like, I think that's like past footage like of his life you know but what I mean? he wasn't in the so city so he, he didn't wasn't lose in the city, anything. no, and then like the whole Vex thing is time travel. Anyways, we weren't in the but, city. And we still lost everything. Yeah, we were. No, we were on a ship. No, we, we were, were on a spaceship, and we, we flew back and we to the back. Also, shit, all my stuff's in my trunk of my spaceship. <laughs> yeah. Should be. Realistically. Should be. All right, that's so, dumb. yeah. <laughs> that's dumb. Table. I'm over it. Yeah. Um, oh, there we go. There he is. Oh, my God. Um, anyways, if that's true, though, I'm going to be so annoyed that by the first DLC... The first DLC you're already repeating. 
You're already repeating. Mind you, you've already repeated some of the stuff, like Sunbrace. You know, there's already exotics that are repeats for each class. But at least the guns, for the most part, I believe, uh, they weren't. They're they're all new. Hard light. Hard light was a remake. You're right. Mida. Mida. Yep, that's Telesto right there. Oh God, you're right. <laughs> that, okay, that was so. There were some repeats. Yeah, there yeah. were some repeats in the early game. <laughs> And the problem I have here oh, is that it is. yeah, it's 100% right there and it's Jade not there. even Osiris; it's our player. It's our player, so with it's the Jade gonna Rabbit. be in a freaking game. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, the Jade Rabbit. It'll be oh. nerfed as hell, probably. No, it won't be anything like the old gun was. It's gonna and, shoot rabbits out. Of yeah, it. and and but everyone will want it, and guess what? Everyone will have it because it'll probably be a dumbass quest that you just have to do to get it. No, it's gonna be a timed event for Easter. No, it's no. Gonna be a timed <laughs> 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 you have to find well, all the, the eggs, yeah, like eggs the on Mercury or yeah, something. Yeah, find all the eggs in the in the new tower, and then you get the Jade yeah. Rabbit. It's a timed event, and you have to have three other people in your party who don't have the qu- or don't have it completed. The yep. All right. Moving on from this disastrous um, <laughs> announcement, we have Detroit Become Human. We got a new trailer um, for and, and a release window. So spring of 2018 is going to be the release window, which is more than we've, we've gotten uh, in previous trailers. Um, and that's when we'll be able to, uh, to hopefully play Detroit Become Human, uh, which is the latest game uh, f- from Quantic Dream, the creator of Heavy Rain. So, um, but what I will say about this trailer is it is the first time that I've truly been excited for this game. The game has interested me. Everyone obviously wants to talk about it, but it is the first time ever that I was like, oh my God, this actually looks like a game. Like, and we, we basically are in this a different scene with a different a- android where she's been reset, right? So she has no memories, and she's supposed to take care of this little girl. The father figure is an abusive, just rage monster in this, this, this uh, trailer. Well, the Android has no idea what's going on. It's just she's just obeying. The little girl starts paying, uh, giving her hints. It gives her a key. She opens the key and sees like these these drawings of her like in pieces. Uh, like and then shows uh, Daddy there standing over her, just uh, you know clearly s- symbolizing that he broke her. So what happens though eventually is that the kid ends up uh, getting the dad upset. He chases her upstairs. And what looks like he kills her, lays her down on the bed. She's lifeless, and he turns on the android uh, and says, "This is all your fault," and charges the android. And that's when it says, "It doesn't have to end like this." And then we start seeing Quantic Dream do what they do best with the choice options and manipulation and all the different ways that the story can unravel. And you start to see the android gain experience, uh, gain you know personality and learn about who she once was because she was at that point friends with the girl. Um, and you basically start to see all the different ways that you can escape, all the different ways you can fail, all the different ways that even the little girl murders her own father. So it's it's intense. It's a really intense trailer. It zooms out at the end to show you the tree of how so many different ways can cause so many different you know uh, endings, and then it just cuts to Detroit become human with the spring 2018. I uh, loved Heavy Rain. I think uh, Chops loved Heavy Rain as well. Never played it. Really? Yep. 
Oh, I'm going to get confused with somebody else. No, was me. You were the one playing Heavy Rain? Oh, I love Heavy eh. Rain. And you guys look just alike, so, you know. C9 yeah, C9 fans, you know. Just, yeah. Um Yeah, I I I'm very excited for this for this game. Is anybody else after this trailer kind of like no, all right, now I'm ready. Now got, I'm yeah. ready for this game. It got me really hype. Um I'm still a little nervous because when we saw an actual like gameplay footage it was so shaky. That was a while back though. But the storyline that they've created in this trailer, I'm 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 getting this game. It's the whole choose your own adventure and seeing the tree and how there's like just almost what looks like infinite number of outcomes is yeah. just awesome. And it starts to shape its way where it, well, I'm kind of predicting, you know, we followed this female Android that, um, in, in this house, she's just basically a maid. Well, the last trailer we followed was a completely different, Androids doing completely different things, so I think we're going to have multiple storylines. That's what I'm confused about. Is because you had the first one; it was that like cop. Yep. In the investigation scene, right? You had a resistance movement in the city, and then you have like a small s- suburb home issue. So, like, what is the game? It's just. We, it's just. Right. Is it just reactions and overcoming like robot programming and like becoming more human, um, or is it like I don't know? I, I just have a hard time figuring out what it is. That's and, the thing we don't and, know what it is. And there's so many different things. Yeah, like, I, where's the content going to end or be? My prediction is that we are going to follow multiple different storylines that are all going to traverse into a overall story arc, and that story arc is basically the android. Um, revolution. revolution, yeah. I, I think. think that's what it's all circling yeah. around, is that they're going to show different robots overcoming. Cause, yeah, because this was way better than the revolution, and if yeah. that's what it has to build to, yeah. I'm concerned. I would even be okay with, like, you're building the revolution, and as you're, like, going through this, like, storyline, these are almost like side quests. It's like, okay, now you're following Nora. She's a maid. Your decisions here are not only going to affect what the outcome is in this side quest and who lives and dies, but what that character can bring to the resistance, which is your main storyline. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. All right. Following that up is the Hong Kong Massacre. This was a uh, an, another interesting uh, indie-style game that uh, was debuted here at Paris we- Paris Games Week. And it's a take a take on the triad and other criminals in gruesome and intense fashion in Hong Kong Massacre coming to PS4 in 2018. It reminds us a lot of like Hotline Miami top down um, just uh, uh, bullet hell style game with just a high uh, art style, a very interesting style look to the game. This is a game that's been floating around for years actually, and is and the from from what we saw previous times this game looks completely different so it's gone through a complete retooling and just and change as far as uh, stylistic goes but um it looks cool i think for anybody that's a bullet hell fan and and it could be that next game i don't think it's going to be as funny or 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 i don't want to say funny but maybe as cartoony as um hotline miami but i think again it's going to be a more serious bullet hell uh style game that should be fun all right. Following that up, we had some good announce or some big announcements for Final Fantasy 15, and I'm not talking Monsters of the Deep, so calm oh down, Jazzy. Yeah. Dang it, I want to talk about that. 
No, they uh, they officially announced the Ignis DLC, uh, which will be coming out on the PS4 and the Xbox One December 13th this year. Um, and they showed us a trailer for it. And it looks like we are finally finding out, basically this is going to, you're going to surround Chapter 9. Chapter 9 of Final Fantasy 15, a lot happens, and you kind of are left to wonder and assume some things. This is where it's some you're going to get some of your answers. Like they came out and said you're going to find out some things to close around that uh, chapter that that realistically, uh, you know, was because you have no clue what happens to him. Right, he comes back like that. Right. So. So you're going to uh, you're going to find out, and there's just the trailer is interesting because you, you you're obviously playing as Ignis. There's a lot going on, but you're also um, the the main villains asking you to leave Noctis and join him. You're battling alongside another uh, at the you know at the time considered villain uh, um, of your faction, and it's just. Uh, you know the gameplay looks fantastic. If you if you've enjoyed Final Fantasy 15, you're gonna you're gonna love this. But the the DLC looks intense, and the fact that we're gonna get some answers that we've been looking for uh, is really cool. I've really enjoyed this DLC release for all these characters because it was built around the whole the overall story. So it wasn't like added on you know wings and added on you know side pieces. It was like you played a story and you enjoyed it. But you, there were chunks missing, and you were kind of like, man, I wonder what happened. Like where, you know, even when like Gladios just walked, you know, walked away, um, and and then comes like I gotta take care of something, comes back. You get to go find that out in his DLC, and this is the same thing with, with Ignis. So they they intelligently built it where they're going to give you a more overall view of the of the whole story by playing the DLC, and it's you know not many games do it this way. They did a very very good job of making it so that it looked planned like hey here's how we're going to do this and we're going to take chunks out of this game that we're going to give you in DLC but it didn't take away from the game like it still just felt like oh this character goes off here for a second and then comes back and it doesn't feel like it's a missing part of the initial game yeah no it, it's i disagree cuz i felt like it was i i wanted this in the original game I wanted these. I wanted to feel more invested in the characters because I didn't. I didn't feel like I had a lot of investment in Ignis and Gladiolus. And, and was Prompto's DLC out already? Did it come out yet? It just came out. Just yeah. came out. I don't even know what this that is, one this was is the about. Last one, I think. What was the Prompto one about? I haven't played it. I just yeah. I, I wanted more I value in them. I mean, Prompto's background is that he's photographer. No. What? Oh, he grew up with him, and uh, as a uh, yeah, they grew up together, and he wanted to compete against them. What is in the the shorts that they had before the game was released, no. Prompto is what's special about him though. Oh, okay. Yeah, you okay. remember? No, you remember? I got it now. Okay, I got it now. Okay. Yeah, so, right. so so that's you, probably you get more back. You get more background around that. Okay. See, because like I mean, I think it would have been a lot more groundbreaking of a Final Fantasy if these were included. In See, that. I think it worked okay because. The game you were focused as Noctis, and yeah. you, and you dri- you were driven by you and your family and and the princess, and like so these these support characters were simply support characters that were there enough that you wondered. The reason you were upset is because you were connected enough to them that you were like, I want that story. So like they gave you enough as a support character to care that there was something missing. 
otherwise we've had support characters in games where we're like you could literally not exist and this game would be better right so for me i was okay with it especially with the fact that um you know, you and I had purchased the like elite edition from Square Enix, so like I knew I was getting all that DLC included when it finally dropped. So, I mean, for someone that maybe has to, that's buying it individually, kind of maybe, yeah, I, I could see where you're like, I wish this was already in my game, but in this day and age, it's not how things work. No, yeah. So, um, it looks really cool. And don't worry, chops. The one thing that you really missed out of Final Fantasy 15, you could just come over to my house. And I'll make sure that you get the full-on experience of fishing VR. Perfect. Because I didn't fish once in the real game. Yeah, because it's terrible. Next up, God of War. We get a new trailer of God of War. No uh, no new date. We, we know it's supposed to be early 2018. Um, but we do get a uh, the trailer showing off more of the game's father-son battle dynamic. And this was something that I was concerned about with this game. And, and it was just because I don't like uh, AI, AI kids or AI characters that uh, depend on me and I have to protect them or give, give them medicine every hour or whatever. Like, I'm just, not, it, it, I'm just not into that. But based off the trailer we saw today, I, I am a little more comfortable with this decision because uh, we got to see some fighting mechanics with the kid and he looks... Like it might be fun. It looks like it's it's kind of cool. He'll set he'll set combos up for you, and we got to see some cool um you know some cool axe kills by uh, Kratos with uh you know the kids setting it up for him, along with some continuation of like we turn the corner in the beginning of the trailer, and the kid identifies this creature that's very dangerous, and Kratos almost reacts to it like oh I have no idea what this thing is. So we're starting to see that the kid might be from this wor- from this realm, this area, uh, where Kratos clearly you know has traveled here and is almost a, a informational you know um, character helping Kratos uh, traverse through this land, uh, which again gives that character that I'm more purpose and allows me to not get as annoyed with the character. We'll see, but it was uh, it was an interesting uh, interesting trailer for sure. Yeah. Do you think the kid will have any? You'll have any control over him, or you think he's just going to be like a secondary character that like sets up plays? I think you'll be able be to trigger. Linear. I think you'll be able to trigger things like you know. There'll be moments in in bigger boss battles and stuff to to like signal him signal timed events or signal him to to start a process so that you can get your combo going but i think you're primarily going to control kratos is mm-hmm. it confirmed that it's his son or no not confirmed because he calls him boy okay so we don't but but he you know but he does take care of them take care of him like he matters or at least he needs him okay but th- at this point we, we don't know if kratos found someone you know met someone new and it was she was taken from him and now they're on this you know this newly revenge uh trailer but um that I, you're a fan of of Gear, of God of War and Gears of War, but God of God of War. Um, what did you, what did you think of this uh, announcement? So <clears throat> the game the gameplay has me really excited because I remember when the first trailer dropped, we were looking. It seemed like it was in a little bit different perspective, and I think we all had a lot of concerns that 
oh man, they may really be taking less of the hack and slash elements that we love from the God of War series and making it more Dark Souls-esque. I remember that conversation coming up and then looking at this gameplay I'm back to going, all right, this still looks like God of War to me uh, with with some changes. But at the same time, you know, the, the frantic arcade nature of the combat looks like it's intact. And that has me excited to play it. Yep. OK, next topic is another big announcement. It wasn't really an announcement, but it, but it was a new trailer mm-hmm. for The Last of Us Part Two. Okay, and then the next game after that, it, no, I'm just you will not skip <laughs> this game. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I'll mute their mics. Let's keep moving. All right. I, can, yeah. I don't want any spoilers. I haven't finished this game yet, so we can't talk about it. Sorry. Let's move on. Well, yeah, it's all about me and my problem. <laughs> There's no spoilers in this trailer. In fact, this trailer was super confusing at first. We weren't sure if we were watching uh, Days Gone, a, a new IP, or The Last of Us Part Two, and uh, until probably midway into it, when we got some some verbiage that kind of gave it away, um, and then. Uh, the very end, we we get to see for a split second a couple clickers. I even thought it was the Sucker Punch game because of the Asian boy that was in it. Yeah, like I really didn't know what, what this game was until yep. the clickers game. So I uh, basically it's a it's a it's a tough trailer to watch. I mean it's, it's brutal. It, yeah it's brutal, intense. You got uh, a lot going on with a bunch of characters that you don't know who they are. But it is basically setting the scene for what they've said. Last of Us Part Two is going to be a much darker uh, area. Is that Ellie? No, no. Okay, Ellie oh, is I, not in I, this. I, okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah, but um, basically, you know, the, uh, Naughty Dog has come along and said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. Naughty you Dog addressed them as Naughty Gods." I mean, if you wanna, if you don't wanna <laughs> give the proper company the credit, that's fine. I'll, I'll give them a fake name. They know name. their name. Naughty Dog has addressed saying that Part 2 is going to be a very dark game and that they've already shown uh, Ellie uh, getting into that situation where, uh, or sorry, the first trailer, where she's basically like, I'm going to kill them all, every last one of them, you know, and it's it's just a, it's going to be an aggressive game where this, the, the light of hope, of this character from the first game, this you know this little girl is now maturing and turning into a revenge-filled you know murder run is what it seems yeah. like, and the trailer really shows off human versus human, uh, w- what the world has turned into, um, along with what they're calling these uh, char- these creatures demons now. So this this whole other faction that gets introduced in this uh, trailer um, as they as they uh, end up like saving a um, one of the girls that's like hanging, you hear them say she's one of them, and so you understand now there's two factions that are working together at this moment. And then you know the demons pop out. They they a couple shots are fired, and the clickers then uh, you know fade away with The Last of Us Two. So this tells us nothing. We have no idea who these people are. We just know it's intense. We know it's pretty looking, and you know we clearly understand that they're still working on this game uh no no release window no release year this is not a 2018 game which i've been saying since we got the announcement you're you're not going to see this till 2019 at the earliest 
I'm guessing late 2018. You're crazy. You <laughs> are I'm insane. saying late 2019. I'm yeah, you I'm are insane. I'm going to say uh, late 2018, delayed 2019. No, that, I mean, that might be uh, reasonable because they probably, if they give it a 2018 release date, they had no business ever giving it a 2018 release date. We have yet to see even gameplay. So uh, let alone any hint at a release date concept of of a year so yeah um i mean everyone's excited for it it's gonna be it's gonna be good it's it's gonna be that next chapter that everyone's wanted uh and when it gets here people will will really enjoy it so like the detail in the pictures like i don't know if y'all see that like the the veins that's popping out of her mm-hmm. <laughs> she's brutal yeah tell oh. me more about the veins gable no, we're not gonna the, go that far. Thing, <laughs> here's the things i noticed in this trailer that I, more so than like just like you know, um, her arms, how ripped she well, is. Well, arms and ripped and everything. I'm but jealous. but the thing that I thought was really cool is the the interaction when they're talking when she's being hung and just tippy toeing on a bucket. Is that you? She's talking and and the girl that's that's about to die is like looking around with her eyes, so you can see her eyes like tart locking on to the other people hanging next to her dead rotting corpses. And and it, like to me, it was just it felt almost real even though it's cgi because of the you know the the wandering eyes and 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 the and like you said just the small the small nice touches to this um it just felt intense and and almost like watching a movie with real people in it versus cgi you know clip i think they did a great job with depth perception in this in the fact that it's raining and like the characters right up next to you, you can see clearly, but like the cars and stuff in the background, you can like not see as clearly because you're looking through the rain. Yeah. Now, mind you, this isn't gameplay, so let's not get, right. yeah, get carried away that this is this isn't it's what the game. Yeah. Gameplay. <laughs> no, that is not gameplay, and it won't be it anywhere won't near be that. Far off, they're naughty guys. Yeah. Okay. They still have to build their uh, game on the same console everybody else does, so not gameplay. They can do it. Next topic, Far Cry 5 gets a, a new trailer, and uh, this game's, you know, coming February 27th, uh, or sorry, not February 20th, yeah, am I right? Yep. Early next year? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, the, the, uh, the trailer today was simply announcing that the, almost the, the, basically the entire game is co-op compatible. Because basically, they took Ghost Recon Wildlands functionality of being able to jump in, jump out, do anything with anybody, and they added it to Far Cry. So it looks really cool. You just you see some really fun-looking just missions, and just people being ridiculous. You know, like one guy driving a car while another person just takes a biplane and is flying above them, and they're talking to each other as far as like, hey, let's go do this mission. It's uh. It's something that Ubisoft has really been pushing with a lot of their games as far as just this open-world co-op compatible setup uh, from fishing to racing to actual mission base. You can do it all uh, in, in Far Cry 5. So that's pretty, uh, pretty cool. And I think for me, it makes me way more interested in the Far Cry series. I've played Far Cry. I've enjoyed it. But... I always think of games like Skyrim and and, and even in, and Far Cry 4 where I just kind of like, man, this game is a lot of fun, but I would love if it had co-op. 
if I, you know, like I remember Oblivion and Skyrim and just having, you know, friends over where we had multiple TVs, multiple systems, and we're playing single player games next to each other, enjoying the game because we couldn't play, you know, uh, cooperatively. And so the fact that they're doing that with this game is very intriguing. This trailer adding the co-op mechanics and the way that like the map looks when it's set out and then the like bullet points above each player's head and stuff like that, it's it's Ghost Recon. That's, it, yeah. It's basically exactly it's Ghost, Ghost Recon. Recon with with a, in my opinion, a better story. Yep. You, you, <laughs> I care more. Like it, this trailer made me buy this game. I I wasn't gonna buy Far Cry Five because I feel like I've bought the other Far Cries and I've only I put a little bit of time into them. I've enjoyed it and then I, uh, you know, I bail because I I want to go play Overwatch. Or I want to go play with my friends. So the fact that they, that they've added this is is a big a big plus for Far Cry Five. So who's gonna do card with me? I'm I'm right here. I just said right. I'm, I'm buying it. Well, I figured you and Jay because Jay loves Far Cry. That's true. You very well possible. I think Jazz is going to pick it up too. Mm-hmm. I'm oh. on the fence. Honestly, I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah, there we go. Um, Monster Hunter World was our next announcement, and basically we got to see more gameplay of Monster Hunter World, uh, which is coming out next year. But we did get the o- the only news really that we want to talk about is that. Horizon Zero Dawn DLC got announced as as um, for the PS4. Uh, you're going to be able to play as Aloy. You're going to get uh, armor sets for your cat um, companions that make them look like Seekers, and uh, that's being added to the PlayStation side of Monster Hunter World. Really cool. The other big thing to announce, December beta. So you know, get ready here. We're not that far away from being able to try this game out. Uh, it does look really cool. If you're a Monster Hunter fan, I think you're already on board with this. But I think this game is that bridge game for Capcom that is going to pull a lot of new fans to this uh, franchise because it does look more accepting. If, if it, like Monster Hunter has a learning curve to it that I think a lot of people will try it and they go, uh-uh, I'm out. And I feel like this game has kind of cleaned that up and, and made it more uh, accessible to uh, you know, to everybody. They so. did something smart and got me to want to play it. Yeah, you go. They play took it. a character from Gorilla and put it in their game. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. We know, we know what character Jazz is going to play. Do you think this will be a Destiny killer? Because it is co-op. <sighs> it's it's possible. It's different, but I think it can definitely... Like, here's the thing. We can call it different, but guess what it is? It's a time eater. It is, but Destiny's already dead, so there's nothing to Yeah. That's that's fair. Oh, boy. (laughs) Rest in peace. I, in fact, don't play Destiny 2 anymore, and I just watch the Anthem trailer over and over again. No, instead. All right. Um... We got uh, one last game that got announced that we saved the best for last for Deadite, of course. Spider-Man gets a new trailer. I fell out of place after Spider-Man got announced. Horns! Give me more excitement about more Spider-Man. I was waiting for you to give me the excitement. I'm excited about this video game! Spider-Man exclusive to PS4 by Insomniac. Oh, this game looks great. This new trailer we got, it's still just a 2018 release date, so we still have no idea within the year of where it's going to fall. But this trailer focused more on the Peter Parker side 
where we get to see more exploration, investigation, and and the Peter side, uh, along with some new Spider-Man um, clips. But we're also seeing Kingpin being arrested, Osborne clearly rising in ranks to being dominant in the city, um, along with some more just battle scenes with the uh, the known villain from E3 that um, we're still wondering more about. No, he's known. He's yeah. in the Spider-Man his, world. He's just lesser known. I call him known villain. Oh, yeah, he's he a is. lesser known villain. I know, but I'm saying like I'm not is saying he Morbius. No. no, I, I mean, wish. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I meant he's a known villain. Oh, okay. He's not brand new for this game, but we, we find we see more clips of him interacting with Peter on a friendly side, and then interacting with Spider-Man on a villain side. And now you're starting to see that you know, I don't want to call it typical, but that that relationship where Peter just ends up being friends with his professor who turns out to be the lizard, you know, or, you know, his best friend all of a sudden is Green Goblin. You know, like it just it well, seems like Peter can't make friends that that can last. Yeah, it's it's exactly like that. In the comics, <laughs> he was really cool. Yeah. Cause he was. He's he worked for a nonprofit. Yeah. And he was like, oh, it's a nice, good guy. And then on the other side, he's Mr. Negative. Yeah. And it's part of the whole brand new day series in Spider-Man. But uh, he's the person who creates anti venom. Yeah. Oh, so like he's a really cool character. Do you think we'll see anti venom in this game? I wouldn't doubt seeing like maybe a DLC skin or something for anti venom. I don't think we'll see him in the game. But do you uh, think the end of this game could you have a teaser? Yes. For an anti venom yeah, follow up. If Brock is in the game, then yes. Okay. That's all we need, right? Yeah. He's a, How are you feeling okay. right now? Are you okay, Jedi? Anti venom. <laughs> I'm trying to control my excitement so I don't hurt my voice. We uh, we this game looks incredible. Do you want me to be excited for you? Please. Oh yeah, <laughs> Spider-Man, feeling the spider power in the city, protecting the people, <laughs> keeping them from evil hands of Mister Negative. You take your spider webs and you swing from building to building, and then you fight the goons. You forgot the snarl at the end. Warriors! Oh my god. Alright, well, um, that, that basically wraps up the game. Sony did also use some time to show off a lot of PlayStation VR. Um, I'm, I'm not going to spend all the time to name off all the games, but they did show Resident Evil 7, which is getting um, the Not a Hero expansion, which is free DLC um, following the series regular Chris Redfield um, through a more action-focused uh, campaign. Looks I like that. Yeah, VR look, one. That one looks actually like a fun. It yeah, like looks really fun. cool. If you enjoy Resident Evil 7, uh, non-VR or VR, it's a great game, but the VR side was super cool. Uh, and as long as that, that got announced, which is really cool, along with the Game of the Year version for that game coming out. Uh, but also Moss got an update, which was that, that one of the games from E3 that really kind of was the only thing that I thought looked... Pro- like looked I was excited for for the VR. Uh, Moss is a... It's a third-person perspective, like platform game, uh, where you're you're kind of um, taking control of this mouse, and the mouse's name is Quill. And the interesting part that we learned today is that you're using a DualShock Four controller, and you're using the controller to play the platform game, which is pretty standard. But then you're using the motion controls of the controller 
to uh, control the secondary character that's manipulating the world that you have to travel through. So, you know, you have this little mouse and you have a a larger character that's helping that mouse and and you are manipulating landscapes and changing things with the motion controller so that then you can just use a standard, you know, controller moving for Quill to get through the level. Very interesting, uh, intrigued for for more, but we got a new trailer and it, like, the game looks fantastic. I mean, you're a little you're a little like musketeer mouse like fighting with a sword. I mean, it's it's badass. But that uh, that was our attack on the Sony presentation at Paris Games Week. Uh, for these topics and much more, visit MotorCityGaming.com and continue the conversation in our Discord community. Uh, right on the homepage, MotorCityGaming.com. Click that button. It's free. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. Oh, sorry. Are you not getting enough, Gamezilla? Is this not enough? Do you want to know what's going on outside of Paris Games Week? then you need to listen to GameZilla Alpha every Sunday for your extra dose of Zilla activity. Welcome to Summoner's Rift. So this is a little bit risky. Oh my god, Frybrook, are you kidding me? Ambition steals the Elder Dragon! Oh, let's break it! Damn! <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. You want me to handle this? No, I got this. Um, So, as we all know, League of Legends Worlds is occurring right now. And uh, 2017 seems to be shaping up to be completely different from 2016 in the fact that our final two teams are SK Telecom (laughs) T1 and Samsung Galaxy. Now, Jazzy, I raised my hand because I have a question because yes. uh, I'm not as into the League of Legends scene as everyone else. Are you being sarcastic? Yes, these were the, the two same teams, same teams that played last year for the finals. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> so, way to go, everyone else. Uh, apparently, there's only two teams in the world that uh, stand a chance of being potentially one of the best. So, um, How long has this been happening like this? Every year. Every year, pretty much. It's pretty much... Korea, Korea has been at least the last three worlds. So... How many many championships does SKT have? Two currently. This would be their third. I thought they already had three. No, they have two. No, because they won back-to-back already, and they had one before that because of Impact, I thought. I'd have to look that up. Oh, so so you're telling me they have two... They have, I know they have two for sure. Okay. Because I thought they won. I thought last year was their two in a row. Well, you have computers. I know. Yeah, we'll look that up later. We'll look it up. Anyways, if you're looking to watch that, you only have to get up this Saturday at 3 a.m. <laughs> God, this time, the time <laughs> differential because of China. Yep. It's brutal. So, yeah, so there's that. Uh, and then what I'm going to do is I'm just going to bring up a hot topic and then have you guys discuss it with me because this is something that I think is uh, quite interesting in the fact that the Olympic Committee has laid out expectations for esports inclusion into the Olympics. So the International Olympic Committee formally laid down ex- expectations of esports um, if they were ever to be included in the Olympic Games. They made a statement on sad this past Saturday 
that doesn't diverge significantly from what the early officials had said, but basically they say that they would need some sort of government governing federation of the IOC to work with. And the event should compare with the values of the Olympic movement. So the Olympic movement basically says that it is the goal to contribute to building a peaceful and better world by educating youth through sport practices in accordance with basically the Olympic values. It doesn't do that now. Real quick. SKT has won 2013, 2015, 2016, and now they are in it for 2017. So this would be their third year in a row. Third, yeah. A three-peat and fourth fourth title. Yep. Okay. Okay. So I guess my question to you guys is, do you feel that the (laughs) Olympics could see the inclusion of esports down the line, and why? Do you feel like they have the ability to teach young athletes something of value. I mean, here's the bottom line. They're already letting they're already letting esports come in as a non-meddling uh, event. That that's going to happen. It's already it's already scheduled. But if uh, the Olympics want to uh, continue to exist and esports continues to grow the way it's growing, it won't be a matter of if the Olympics will let it happen. It'll be a matter of them begging for esports to join them so that they're relevant still. Like, I'm not saying sports and, you know, actual sports are going to go away, but we see what the Olympics do to cities. We see these issues with these giant buildings and all this money that's required to the point where when they leave, they, they have these, they're just, they turn into blight. Graveyards. They're graveyards. They're, they're nothing. So they're a Grimlock video game, just a futuristic city that's now falling apart, uh, being taken back hot, by nature. That's where these video is. games get made. Is that our next game developed? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. It takes place in post, every city that was the Olympics. Post-Olympia. So, I mean, for me, I think, yeah, Money. esports has a long ways to go as far as, as regulating themselves and, and having that infrastructure, which is fair for the Olympics to come out and say that they need more growth. But at the same time, don't sit there and toot your own horn too much because um, people aren't throwing around millions and millions of dollars that already own professional sports teams to buy up these esports slots because it's nothing. Period. Like there's clearly there's money being made. There's a ton of growth, and there's a potential future where this could be one of the biggest things that the world has ever seen. And places like Korea and China are already showing it. Who have arenas for these teams? Who have continuous events year round? You know. And for the Olympics, I mean, I kind of this kind of came off pompous to me to where it's just like, you know, it's gonna happen. You can sit here and 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 be the big dog right now but in you know in a matter of years you may be the one that's requesting them to be part of your event here's a question is it a summer olympic or is it a winter Olympic? i was thinking that same thing it's a it's a year round. it can be a both yeah. uh, that c- it could be the first case. the first one that's at both the olympics i mean i'm well, just saying there are some that are both oh, um are. united states of america i the deadite knight Humbly submit my name as a candidate for the United States of America. United States of America 
Disc <laughs> Jam <laughs> Team. And I will proudly win it all for USA, USA, USA. Can see it all happening. Thank you, Chops. That is all. <laughs> Chops or Cable, do you have anything to say on this? No? Uh, it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> whether <laughs> it's gonna happen. That's, all, that's unnecessary. I want it to be a winter sport because I'm gonna be indoors anyways, and I'm just gonna watch TV. And I like winter Olympics way better than summer. Um, yeah, summer Olympics. And <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're gonna have a lot of issues with people on this. A lot of people are gonna be real butt hurt about this. Give me the butt hurt. <laughs> Yeah, big time. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people real hurt about this. Well, I mean, they're they're not going to be called real athletes. Yeah. They're not going to be like, you can't give them medals. Like, there's going to be a lot of drama before it actually becomes good. But I think it's great. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, I think the big problem I think the big problem they're going to face is that eSports is so young and it's built around children who some of them aren't the most professional. Mm-hmm. Um, and Olympics is a very, you know, just... But everybody, that, everybody respects everybody. Everybody gives uh, props to everybody. There's not a lot of this like shit talking and and just that that we see go on in even just League of Legends, Overwatch. So that that world that that esports lives in right now, which is can be very toxic, I think has to mature uh, before it can see that window of of an Olympic. I disagree because you don't see an exposure other than like your major sports. Like esports is because it's an internet based sport. You don't see exposure like this on like gymnastics or uh, ski jumping. Like, I'm sure there's toxicity in all of those. It's just that it's so easy to see it for esports that it's become more of a front issue. It's different and, when I walk into the world championship of my, of my sport. Yeah. And I go up to an announcer that wants to interview me and I rip someone apart. Right. No, at the world. Oh, did you the, see Olaf? He he didn't land his dismount, so I went over and I teabagged him. Takes out Germany. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that doesn't happen. So that's what I'm saying is that that's going to happen. I'm saying it, I'm saying it can't. And right now, oh, right now, Riot allows it on their own broadcast. This is their sport, this is their channel, this is their product, and they let a player walk in and mouth off however they want, basically, and then everybody laughs. But it happens everybody in football. La- everybody laughs, though. Does it happen in football without a $50,000 fine? Yeah, but they don't $60,000 fine? They're, they're, that's chump uh, change. It depends on what he says. I'm talking about actions, too. They're what, also doing physical actions. But what matters is it doesn't happen in the Olympics. That's the conversation <laughs> we're having. Know. We're not talking about the NFL. We're not talking about... Uh, about MLB. We're talking about the Olympics, and that doesn't happen in the Nancy Olympics. Nancy Kerrigan. I was just about to say that. You can't bring Nancy. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, she, oh, name, one, name one more. Um, the uh, Russian was hockey just... team with the American hockey team. All that controversy that was involved yep. in it. There is controversy. It, to the extent of online gaming, no. There isn't. You're, like, you're talking like my, my Michael Phelps <laughs> winning the gold medal, getting out of the pool, whipping his hog out and pissing in the pool. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, you are. Because that's what esports is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the community <laughs> would be on Twitch if they did that. <laughs> uh, would you? Uh, esports? Would you, Twitch wouldn't exist without it. <laughs> esports yeah. right now is punk rock. 
it lives it is, on the yeah. fringe and it and it's growing. And part of it is the attitude of some of the players, the cockiness of the players. That's part of what draws people to it right now. And that's not what draws people to the Olympics. No. I think the biggest thing that you're going to have to overcome, and the uh, IOC president has already made mention of this as well, is if they are going to be included into the Olympics, they're going to have to find some way to spotlight the players and how much time and dedication and training and stuff that they do. How much they don't get paid properly. (laughs) They're eating junk food, mac and cheese all day. No, actually, they uh, are fed a strict diet that is delivered to these, like, houses. (laughs) That they only stay in. They can't leave outside. Yes, that's super true. That part's true. (laughs) Until until it's get into the van, it's gym time. Like, these these kids don't live normal lives. I mean, it's the same thing with gymnastics. Yeah, the the kids there... It's brutal. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what this is. I mean, you watch you watch pros that retire early because they want to have a, a girlfriend. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But I think we have a to highlight. Life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have to highlight the fact that they would be athletes, and figure out some way to take away from the game because we're we're talking about teaching children through sports, and I think the biggest hurdle that esports is going to have to climb is that. A majority of your games, if not all of them, that you'd put into the Olympics to watch are violent but that's, in some uh, way, shape, or form. Boxing's violent. Wrestling's violent. Right, and I'm not saying that, it's, that you can't do it. I'm just saying that they're going to have to try to find a way around this to highlight something else. I don't know. The Olympics are a sham anyways. They're a money-making true. scheme. So like, they can put this mission statement up, but realistically they're fulfilling a need for greed. Let's be sports. honest, though. Um, you're the eSports that gets to be year-round. Your seasons basically are all the time with very little downtime. The Yes, it'd be cool to get an invite to the Olympics, but I'm going to just come out and say that if, you keep, that if you keep growing, you don't need the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You like you could just like in all honesty, why wouldn't esports as a as a whole collaborate and build an e Olympics? Like build a build their own style. Drone racing. <laughs> yeah. Also, United States of America. Oh God! If you need me to compete. Uh... In Nagano Olympics 1998 on the Nintendo 64 as a representative for this country, I'm very good at that specific Olympic video game. Where's the button to mute you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anything else coming out of the eSports corner? No, that's all I had. Uh, So we were talking about some Olympics this week. Uh, There will be more on the webpage as far as uh, some other little things that happened around the world of eSports this past week. Fantastic. All right. Um... Jazzy, one more time. Tell people how they can influence this show. And they other... can influence this show by supporting us on Patreon. It's a website. Yeah. GameZilla Podcast. Once you go to Patreon.com, and you can give us some money so that we can kick this guy out. We have I've been c- trying to tell people all show. <laughs> you have a couple days left. You literally have like one or two days left to join. Happy Halloween. For the November... Uh, entry of video game giveaway where we give away a full price triple A video game of your choice. You can enter to vote on Fight Club. You can enter to uh, get early access on all the podcasts. You can do all this stuff just by going to patreon.com slash gamezilla podcast. Yeah. All right. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Easy peasy. 
We uh, we also want to thank uh, you know who. Come on, let's let's give us a good one this time. I mean, this one's got to be like top notch because I feel like you let us down <clears throat> earlier in the show. <clears throat> let me let me get my professional. My professional news anchor voice on go to DetroitBeardCollective.com, young man, and you need to sign up to get a subscription beard crate. Have it shipped directly to your home with all of your beard care products need. You get the beard shampoo, beard elixir, beard butter for styling, and of course a wooden beard comb from DetroitBeardCollective.com and your friends at MotorCityGaming.com. It is a website or helping you save. Enter the code MCGAMING at checkout to save 20% on orders $25 or more. That's at DetroitBeardCollective.com. Uh, <laughs> better. It was better. <laughs> you want me to do it? Uh, <laughs> you want me to do you it? Here's what shot? you. Here's what you could do. Post this. Sh- plug this show right here. Okay. <laughs> Let me just take this mic. Let me just take this mic. <clears throat> you move that finger. <laughs> if retro gaming is what you're into, check out the Legend of Retro podcast. It's better than crickets. <laughs> it's better than this show. Oh! It's something that's going to make you go down memory lane and relive your favorite games of the past. In fact, it may even invite more crickets into your home <laughs> so you can enjoy the game with them. Check out the Legend of Retro podcast hosted by Craig and Xander and myself occasionally, and they'll talk about all the great games when that they let been them playing. in. That's right. And it's Steven. Sometimes Steven. Sometimes Steven shows up. Right now, not going to show up. But <laughs> listen to Legend of Retro Podcast at MotorCityGaming.com on uh, all the great places you can tune into this show, Stitcher Tune and Radio. <laughs> That's it. Just post it. <laughs> I was great. iTunes. Up you, you forgot moved. iTunes. I don't care about the iTunes. biggest one. Which one's that? iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, A-tunes? Overcast, Google Play, and of course, MotorCityGaming.com. No, he means Zoom. Zoom HD. Zoom. Oh, yeah. Well, if you have a Zoom, it's already downloaded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, any additional uh, plugs that we want to we wanna mention? Any, any streams coming up, Cable? Uh, some more Assassin's Creed Origins, pretty soon. Assassin's Creed Origins, Jazzy. We're gonna actually get some League of Legends streams, or are you just gonna nope. like sit over uh, there? And it's a possibility. You want to watch what a bad player looks like? I will say this: possible League of Legends streams. Hashtag Samsung Galaxy win. SKT for life, baby. Three in a row. They're my team. Always have been. Fucking a. Did I? R.I.P. Immortals. C9. 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 Bandwagon. C9. 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 All right, well. If you're a bandwagon, you want to jump on the SKT train. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I, I got a root for a team here in North America. All right, well, thanks for tuning in to episode 180 of the Games Little Podcast. We are the Elite Free DLC for your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on. I haven't said that in a while. Chops never come back. Oh, the game on power. Feel it. Listen every week. You need to put your game cartridge in your game system and then load it up and plug in a controller.